the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Today's episode, we are going to entitle The Power of One. And I just want to sort of walk through what I've been thinking about when it comes to being a lawyer, being a legal marketer, and sort of running our firm and how thinking singularly can really help us to really be excellent attorneys. Run your law firm the right way. way. This is the Maximum Liar Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. This is Jim Hacking. This is Tyson Mutrix, and that is a really bizarre intro you just did, but I like it. How you been, man? Uh, good. I had a good Labor Day. I literally did not check my email from Wednesday until yesterday. Did not look at one email, not one email, which at first is really stressful. I was like, yeah, you know, it'll be there when I get back. So what, what about you? It's funny. I've been tinkering with not looking at my email until about 10 in the morning, and it just seems to really lose its power the more distant you, you are away from email. I just feel like the farther I get away from it, then things don't seem so, so insurmountable. And, you know, you get in that loop where you're just constantly checking the email. So to get a break from it, I think really helps. Yeah, and so the with the autoresponder, now with the new firm, I have forgotten to set the autoresponder, which I need to, but most of the emails still go to the old email address. And so the autoresponder worked perfectly. If it was an urgent matter, which none of them were really urgent, there were some attorneys that wanted an urgent response, which I wasn't going to give to them, but they emailed Angie, and Angie took care of it for them. So it was really nice that, you know, things like that do work. And so none of the emails that I saw were, were an emergency. So they sort of worked themselves out, which was nice. Listen, you mentioned your new firm. I don't think we've really talked about it on the podcast. You just want to give a little synopsis of what's going on with you? Yeah. So, and I couldn't remember what we've covered here and what we've covered with other people. Yeah. So the, we do have a new firm. It's called Mutrix Finney. I've got a law partner, Chris Finney. Pretty exciting. The tagline for the firm is, complete injury law. And basically what we do is what that means is, is that we, every aspect of the injury process we take care of. And it's something that I don't think, I know that most of the big firms do not do and most firms in general do not do, but whether it goes from taking care of getting your vehicle repaired, helping out with that, um, helping you find a new car, helping you get to a doctor, whether that be via transportation or finding the right doctor, from start to finish, we do everything. So it's it's kind of a new spin on the personal injury practice, which I'm pretty excited about. And it's allowed us to open a second office. So we're going to have the 
St. Louis office and then also the Columbia, Missouri office, which actually it will have opened by the time this podcast posts. But tomorrow is actually the first day of the Columbia office opening. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm glad you asked me. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. I underestimated how hard it was to plug another firm into my firm and and make it work. But it's 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 fine. It's just a lot of work to get it up and going. And once it gets up and going, everything will be be great. So I'm excited about it. So yeah, yeah I know you wanted to cover a little bit. Just chit chat about the podcast. I think last week's podcast was great with Joanne Holmes. I looked at the numbers today. The numbers are, are, are doing really well. Every single month they've been going up. We had a slight dip. I guess wouldn't say a dip. We had uh, lower than expected numbers in February. But as of this year, like, every single month it's been going up. So I'm pretty exciting. The last few have gotten really good ratings. So I'm excited about the podcast. Well, we're steaming ahead towards episode 50. And that also means we're steaming ahead towards episode 52, which would mean we've been doing it for about a year. So you have some interesting suggestions for what we're going to do for those episodes. So I hope everyone stays tuned and listens to those. I think they're going to be really fun shows to do. And I did listen to the Joanne Holmes episode yesterday, and it just reminded me what a real treat it is for you and I to be able to pick the brains of people who really work at a high level. I think we, we've had the benefit of talking to some really high caliber attorneys over the last year. And, and I really get something out of it listening to it you know, a, a week or two after we record it, because I pretty much forget what we talked about. And then to hear it as a listener, it's different than when you're trying to think about your next questions for the guest. So I get a lot more out of it listening to it myself. And I, I think our listeners have too. So it's it's funny you say that because uh, I actually got to listen to that podcast this morning on my way back from court. And I had the same feeling this morning. I was like, man, this is really incredible. We have these sort of mini masterminds with these with these listeners, uh, with these guests, and it's really awesome because everyone, I hope, takes a lot from it. I get a lot from it, but it's really cool to get these really um, bite-sized masterminds. It's really beneficial to me. I, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad people come on because it really helps me out, too, and I, it's such a, an awesome thing that you and I get to do to actually do this podcast, and so it's, it's, it's such a cool thing, and I, I really, really like it. All right, so today's episode we are going to entitle The Power of One. And this is based on some ideas I've been kicking around in my head. We talked about it a little bit on the off the air before we started recording. And I just want to sort of walk through what I've been thinking about you know, when it comes to being a lawyer, being a legal marketer, and sort of running our firm and how thinking singularly can really help us to really be excellent attorneys. And my first thought, I have four of them. My first thought on The Power of One is that when you're a new attorney and when you are working for a partner, I often encourage associates or law clerks to think of themselves as the only one. You are the only one who's going to work on this case. You're the only one who can move this case forward. You know, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude and strength to bring cases to conclusion. And sometimes you have to say, I'm the one who's going to do this. I'm going to carry this case across the finish line. I'm going to pick it up on my back and carry it through. And when you operate from that kind of a mindset that it's me, it's only me, I'm the only one who can do it to get this thing done, I really think it helps to kick yourself in the butt and to get things finished. Here's my thought on that. I think what you just said is awesome. And so the one of the most impactful classes or what do you want to call it in my life has been this one that I took at State Farm whenever I worked at State Farm Insurance. And they had us watch this class. There's a program. Um, and they actually had, they, we watched it, and then there was someone that came out and spoke to us. 
It's called the ownership mindset. Have you ever heard of that? I think so. Okay, so the ownership mindset is no matter what happens in your life, no matter what, you need to own it. And you need to take some responsibility for it. So, I mean, anything. It's, it's with anything in your life. If something bad has happened to you, there's a very good chance that you had some sort of responsibility in that thing happening to you. It's really something that I've taken a hold of. No matter what happens, it allows you to remain positive, and it prevents you from thinking, oh, I cannot believe this happened to me. Um, you shouldn't think that way. You know, what did I do to get me into this mess and how I get myself out of it? That's how you address it. So, and you're the only one that can do that, right? So that, that goes with your saying, you know, there's, there's only one person, it's you. That's the same thing. No one can get you out of your own mess. It all comes down to you. It all rolls downhill to you. Um, and so I love that principle. That's, that's great. That's how I look at it. I think the ownership mindset of, for people that are listening to this that have never seen that or heard of it, I think there are videos on YouTube that you can watch of the ownership mindset. And I, it, it's really impactful. The second element of the power of one is, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about the before unit, the during unit, and the after unit here. And and I think that's an important concept. But one of the things that I spend a lot of time thinking about is that, you know, we talk to our clients. Sometimes we want to give these broadcast emails and we just sort of give them these, you know, shouting out messages to people about how great we are as lawyers and all that stuff. And we don't think of the individual people on our mailing list as individuals. We just think of them as a number or people to receive our newsletters or whatever else. And I think that when you think about one person, whether that's in your writing, so when you write your newsletter or write your messages to people, you know, Dean Jackson would liken it to the difference between having a cup of coffee with someone and having a conversation at Starbucks versus standing up on the table and shouting our thoughts from the table at Starbucks. And so, you know, your clients don't want to hear how busy you are. Your clients don't want to hear all the other kinds of cases that you handle. Your clients only want to hear about their case. And so if you think about and look at each file as, you know, this is the one case I have in the office. What would I pour into this case if this was the only case I had? If I were a brand new lawyer and this is my first file, what would I do differently if this was the only case I had to work on and this was the only person I had to talk to, what level of service would I give? What level of context would I have with them? How often would I communicate with them? And then once we identify how we would do that, if this were the one and only person and, and we were wanting to give them an ideal experience working with us, then how do we automate and delegate to replicate that from one person to another? So here is, I guess, my viewpoint on that. I think that... and. The fact that you've identified it is a great thing. But to me, I think that's marketing 101, right? I think that that's something I learned in, in marketing school a long time ago. But it's a very important point where always look at it from the client's perspective. And they always they always taught us. I mean, that was like the number one thing was always look at, at everything you do from the customer's perspective, no matter what you're doing. And I think that that's lost on us a lot as attorneys where it's clearly lost on us as attorneys because a lot of the advertising you see – it's it's us pounding our chest, talking about how many trials we want, how much money we've gotten for a client, whatever it may be. And it really doesn't address the questions that are in the minds of the, the potential clients and our current clients. And so I think it's a, it's a very important mindset shift that you identified that stop thinking about yourself. You know, we talked about this in a couple, a couple episodes ago. Like the clients don't care about all this stuff of us pounding our chest. They really don't. 
They care about what you can do for them. And so maybe I know for a fact you talked about this about probably I think 15 or 20 episodes ago about just going from really doing the mindset shift and thinking about the process from A to Z on, on how you can better help that client. But I'm, I'm glad you identified that principle. I think that's, that's another really good one. And I think it goes beyond marketing. I'm, I'm talking to Tyson about the time period where they're actually your client, your during unit, that you really need to think about how would, I, I think it's, it's fundamentally different when you stop and think to yourself, if this were the only case that I had, if I could pour everything I had into this one case to get the best result possible for my client, am I doing that when I am scaling? Am I able to replicate that same level of service and attention to detail when, it's, when I have multiple clients? And maybe I maybe my message was lost. It was a little convoluted when I said that. I and I didn't mean that it was we're I was just talking about before unit. I no I completely agree with you. To me, the the during unit is the most important part of it anyways. I mean I, I think that the before unit is extremely important, but if you want to generate those referrals and I, I, I know I keep sort of going back into the marketing, it sounds like I am, but really what I'm talking about is is if you want to generate those referrals, you want to take care of the current client that you have and you want to do really good well, and so you think about it from their shoes because that will lead to more referrals down the road. And So if you do think about it from their perspective, like what you're talking about, like they're your only client, what are their needs, that will lead to more business down the road. Um, and it's sort of what Joanne Holmes said last week with it's that prosperous mindset where if she takes care, does a really, really good job for the clients she has, um, the money will follow. It's the same thing, um, just taking care of all their needs while they are your client. I think that that's maybe a different way of looking at it. All right. So the third power of one mindset shift that I think you're really going to like, because I've basically learned this from you. And this for me this year is the year of the during unit and trying to implement more automation and systems is that if you do it once, you should automate it. And that's really when I go through my day and Adela, when she goes through her day and now the other attorneys in the office. When they go through their day and they do something once, they ask themselves, how can I set this up to replicate it again down the road? How can I do this so I'm not recreating the wheel every time? And that that, that whole idea of, of looking through your day and keeping track of what you're doing and saying, if I did this once, how could I automate it? So for instance, I get a lot of emails from people and it's hard with email marketing when you're going back and forth because you can automate a lot of email marketing, but sometimes there's just sort of canned responses that you have to give. So we've started a Google Documents folder, which has sort of our canned responses. So like if someone is trying to angle for free legal advice, I, I have a like a six paragraph email about how we give away all this information for free. But if you want individualized advice about your case, you're gonna have to schedule a consult or hire us. And so I've typed variations of that email many times. So now I've just turned it into a Google sheet. I copy it and I send it off to them. Is that something that you share with your staff? Yeah, now that we have it, so pretty soon, this is, this is all a bridge to me being able to not answer my email and that people can understand, people that work here will understand how to answer my emails in the way that I want it. And Marwan has found that really helpful. I've helped him tweak some canned replies for the emails he works with. So yeah, we are. That's, that's really interesting because that's something that Joanne had asked about last week is, you know, how do you, how do you sort of step outside of your, your email and let someone else answer those emails for you? I think that's a really good idea. It's something that Tim Ferriss does too. He's got some sample canned responses. They're either in his book or they're on his website. They must be on his website because I had taken some a while back and I'd modified them because I, I would like to really get out of my email too. It's, it's, and 
I sort of with the intro, it's pretty clear that I I hate email, but and that's what last week. But the if you can perfect that, that would be fantastic. So I'm gonna steal everything you do. I think it's a great idea. But the idea, though, your the idea, though, is if you do it once, you should automate it, which I think that's a really good point. I think some of the just reminders for people how they do that is you can do video screenshots. If a, lot, a lot of what we do these days is on your computer. And there are ways of doing screen videos, screenshots and screen videos, screen captures of your phone as well. I think there's apps that will do it. So if you do stuff on your phone that you want to show your staff, you can also do that. And I'll, I'll see if I can do a little bit of research because I know I've seen it before on how you actually do that. And I can, on the next week's podcast, I can make the, tell people some tools they can use. But video is a great way of doing it so that you, because that video will always be there. And if you, when you're doing it, you know you're going to do it. Just if you have a Mac, you just use QuickTime. It's really easy to do. Do QuickTime and you use Jing. That's a free program you can use. So the videos will always be there. Another thing you can do is just type it out. Type it and put it into a Google Sheet, like with what you're talking about, or a Word document, and just give the basic steps. And those that you can put that into your Office manual, and then people can always look back to the Office manual. I will say one thing about Office manuals: I think the electronic version does not work that well. I think a, a paper version, if you're going to do Office manuals, we printed ours and bound them so that you can easily flip to them. I think a, a, a Google Doc or a Word document of an Office manual can be hard to go through and just it's hard to flip to it really quick so that's just a small little bit of advice but i think your your overall concept uh, the point is, is well taken all right now here's my last power of one and this one is the one that gets me the most excited so as you know we are both big podcast listeners and one of my favorite podcasts is smart passive income with pat flynn the most famous episode of smart passive income was for a kentucky couple named shane and jocelyn sam shane was a football coach, Jocelyn Sands was a librarian. And back about five or six years ago, they decided that they weren't making much money teaching in a public high school down in rural Kentucky, and that they wanted to try to start doing things on the internet. And if you can find this episode, we'll try to put it in the show notes. It's a really endearing story about how they have now built an entire business online. And the way it all started was Shane decided to try to sell some football uh, coaching plays like drills and stuff for, for the coaches to use with their players. And the very, and he had it on the web and he would check it every day before he went to bed. He would look online to see if any money had come in. And one day he got paid 14 cents. And when you hear on the podcast about how excited he got about 14 cents, it's, it really makes you laugh about how giddy he was. And I couldn't understand why at first, but it's the power of one. And what I mean by that is he took the mindset that if one person on the internet was willing to pay him 14 cents for, it was actually advertising on his website. It wasn't even for the the plays themselves. So he said, if I can get someone to pay me 14 cents once, then it's just a matter of scaling that and getting that to replicate itself. So I've really taken that approach to heart. And this week, someone in California has decided to hire us to do their green card case. And on top of that, they're going to pay an extra $1,000 to fly one of our attorneys out there and our airfare. And they did that all because of the YouTube videos that we have. So that means to me that if I convey the right message to the right people on the internet and I can replicate that more than once, then I can build this firm as big as possible. So it's, it's taking that mindset of if it worked once, 
if I got someone to watch my YouTube video once, that means I can get two people to watch my YouTube videos. And if I can get two people, I can get four. And if I get four, I can get eight. And that you can take that with any kind of issue or attempt that you try to do on the internet, any way you try to improve your practice. If you do it once, you can replicate it. And that's to me, the ultimate power of one. So I think that that's a really good one. Let me expand upon that a little bit. I think another way you can look at this too is if you've got a marketing tactic um, that works, keep doing it, right? That one marketing tactic, if it keeps generating clients for you, keep doing it. Don't stop doing it. Don't stop putting money into that ATM because you're going to get a lot more money out. Make sure you keep doing it. That's the, the whole Dean Jackson analogy. You know, view it as an ATM and not as a slot machine. Go back to that horse. Keep riding that horse until until it stops working. But with the videos, with what you're talking about, you're absolutely right. If you've got a video that keeps generating clients for you, keep going back to doing it. You can you can replicate that and keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's great thing about videos is they keep producing for me and for you. They're such a great way of getting business. And I may have sort of messed up your message there a little bit. I know that that wasn't completely your point, but I do think we could expand upon that, uh, which your, your the power of one with, with your fourth principle, but I, I still think it's a really good principle. Yeah, you're right. And it, it, it is a lot with marketing that, that if you can get it to work once, you can get it to work again. And the, the flip side of that is you have to start with one. You don't get to have 100 YouTube videos or 150 YouTube videos all overnight. You have to start with one. And, you know, you're starting a new firm from scratch and, you know, you're going to get that phone to ring the first day. And then it's just a matter of getting it to ring again. So I think that being willing to be humble and to start with one without knowing where it's going to lead you, I think that's sort of the, the opposite side of the same coin. Yeah, and now that you said that, I want to say one more thing. The first day we signed up a very big case, and it was just one of those things that came from a referral, and it just happened to be – it was sort of dumb luck. I mean, it was a referral from another attorney. In a way, it was dumb luck, but it was a really big case. But the momentum that we've gotten from that has been fantastic. It's been great. Um, and that first week, we signed up a bunch of new cases, and so – that was it. Sort of kept that that it snowballed since then. It's been really good, and so you're absolutely right. That one case, that one phone call, that one lead, whatever it may be, can really uh, motivate you into into bigger and better things. Anything else you want to cover with your power of one, the four principles, or do you want to uh, go into your uh, hack of the week? My hack of the week. All right, well, let's hear it. I'm excited. I, I don't know what it is yet. Don't know what it is. All right, so you were just talking about how email sucks, and I thought I would refer our crew to one of our friend John Fisher's recent blog post called Why Email Sucks, and he has a solution that he thinks is a real game changer, and that is a website called bombbomb.com. Bombbomb.com lets you do video emails, and it allows you to do particularized messages to people. It's something memorable. I've received some video emails, and I really like them. I'm going to try this out, and I think it's a great tool that John has on his on his website, which is the ultimateinjurylaw.com. John's just awesome, but that is a really cool website name. What that's that's number one. Two, John Fisher is really awesome. Number three, I, I saw it on social media, and I saw people post on it. He posted on the Mastermind Experience. Someone else posted on JD Blogger. I have not had a chance to read it yet. Do, have you? Do you know what the service does yet, completely, other than the video? Yeah, it just allows you to record emails. You can you can can them, you can save them, and do them for birthdays and things like that. It's pretty remarkable. So, can I respond to an email with a video? That I don't know. Okay, I that's something to check out. I think that's a really good one. 
my tip of the week is actually, I think it's pretty basic, but I, I was sort of embarrassed that I didn't know about this until uh, yesterday. And that's because uh, John Fisher's got this competition of, of trying to get a bunch of Google reviews, which I'm up to 38, I think, 38 or 39. Um, I want to try to get to 100 really quick. And the Google My Business, like trying to get to Google My Business from my phone and actually respond to reviews and say thank you and all that kind of stuff and make edits, that was really difficult. So I was like, man, I wonder if they've got an app. And they do, that Google My Business app. And it's they've got it at least on the iPhone, and I guarantee if they've got it on the iPhone, they've got it on the Android devices. Um, just download it, and you can make edits to your your Google Place pages, all of them, all the ones that you have. Um, you can all the locations you have, and then you can also respond to reviews, add photographs, things like that. It's a really cool app, and so I'm I'm sort of embarrassed that I didn't know about it yet. But it's I I really think it's something people need to start using because I think it's really gonna it'll. I think, and I, I don't have any, anything to support this, but I think, especially with Google reviews, if you're updating your Google Place page, I think it's really going to help your rankings. When I know the reviews will, but whenever you, I think if you're continually updating your Place pages, it's going to increase your ratings on the maps. And so, so I think something that people need to get into. So, uh, did you know that there was an app? No, I didn't. I'll tell you. What, I mean, it's it's a really really good tool. I think it's something that we'll we'll really be able to use. And you can add any of your users can use it. So if you use Google Apps for Business, all of your users can have access to it. So you can have team members add stuff to it. It easily allows you to add interior and exterior photos of your office. It allows you to do a 360 view tour of your office, all from your phone. And so I, I highly recommend it. So that's that's my tip of the week. All right, guys. We will see you next week or talk to you next week. We're excited about the shows we have coming up for our end of the year bonanza. And we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Jimmy, great, great topic this week. The power of one. I like it. So, again, I want to remind everybody to uh, like us on Facebook, review us on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks, guys. See you. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.